For I've had enough of this world and its pleasures. I will arise and go forth to the house of my young. I will arise and go forth to the house of my father. I will arise and go forth to the house of my young. House of my young. Shalom, and welcome to today's teaching on the Hebraic roots of Christianity, where we study first century Christianity and the faith that Jesus, whose Hebrew name is Yeshua, which means salvation, taught his disciples. And now, Hebraic roots teacher Eddie Chumney of Hebraic Heritage Ministries International. Shalom. I'm Eddie Chumney of Hebraic Heritage Ministries, and we welcome you to today's teaching on the subject, What the Rabbis Teach About the Ten Tribes. This is part one of the series. Shalom, and I would like to welcome everybody to the Hebraic Heritage Ministries Yeshiva Discipleship Program. And in this session, we're going to be sharing on the topic, What the Rabbis Teach About the Lost Ten Tribes. In the Torah Anthology, the Twelve Prophets, Volume 1, on page 459, it will share with us that in the Torah, the story between Joseph and his brothers and the events that happened to them and their eventual reunification is a foreshadowing of the split between the northern kingdom and southern kingdom and ultimately their eventual reunification. The words from the Torah anthology specify the following. The story of Joseph and his brothers, Genesis chapters 38 through 50, is not an unfolding of chance event. Every detail stemmed from God and served his purpose. For the Almighty unfolded the deeds of the fathers as a sign for their descendants. The conflicts between Joseph and his brothers were an indication regarding the future splitting of the kingdom of Israel into the kingdom of Judah and the kingdom of Ephraim, son of Joseph. When later Joseph made himself known to his brothers, the reconciliation which ensued, Genesis chapter 45, alludes to a future time. The two kingdoms will reunite into a single dominion. Thus the Midrash teaches, and he set Judah before him to Joseph to show the way before him to Goshen. Genesis chapter 46 and verse 28. The scripture writes, the wolf and the lamb will feed together. Isaiah chapter 65 verse 25. The wolf is Benjamin, and the lamb represents the ten tribes, as it says, Israel is a scattered scattered sheep, Jeremiah chapter 50 verse 17, and the lion will eat straw, Isaiah chapter 65 verse 25. The lion is Judah, as it says, Judah is a lion's whelp. Judah is a lion's whelp, Genesis chapter 49 verse 9. The ox is Joseph, Isaiah 65 verse 25, as it says, let the blessing come upon the head of Joseph, his firstborn ox, Deuteronomy chapter 3 verse 17. The scripture conveys that the kingdom of 
of Judah and the kingdom of Ephraim, son of Joseph, will eat and graze together as a single dominion. In the Art Scroll of Genesis, volume 2, page 1922, it tells us that Joseph and Judah are two royal figures and the conflict between them is a conflict of leadership and royalty. It says, there were two brothers, majestic royal figures among the brothers, Joseph and Judah. The conflict surrounds the blessings that was given to Judah and Joseph. Judah was given the scepter and Joseph through Ephraim and Manasseh was given the birthright in the firstborn blessing. In Genesis chapter 49 verse 10 we see how the scepter is given to Judah. The scepter which is the rule and reign of kingship shall not depart from Judah nor a lawgiver from between his feet until Shiloh come. Shiloh is the Messiah. The Messiah is from the tribe of Judah and the Messiah will rule and reign. He is the king over Israel. And unto him, that is the Messiah, shall the gathering of the people be. This is communicating to us that the Messiah will gather together the exiles of Israel, northern kingdom and southern kingdom. In First Chronicles chapter 5, verse 1 and verse 2, we are told as well that Judah is a prince and a ruler and the birthright was given to Joseph. Now the sons of Reuben, the firstborn of Israel, for he was the firstborn, but for as much as he defiled his father's bed, his birthright was given unto the sons of Joseph, the son of Israel. And the genealogy is not to be reckoned after the birthright. For Judah prevailed above his brethren, and of him came the chief ruler. But the birthright was Joseph's. Back to the Art Scroll of Genesis, volume 2, page 1922, it says, The split had taken place when the brothers rejected Joseph's dreams and his claim to leadership, even his claim to brotherhood. So we see the same today that Judah has difficult recognizing and accepting Ephraim as his brother. Joseph, uniting with his brothers, foreshadows the future redemption. From the Art Scroll of Genesis, volume 2, page 1923, it reads, The reunion of Joseph and Judah brought about the redemption of their family from the exile of antagonism and isolation and paved the way for the growth of Israel into a great and mighty nation. The Midrash also implies that the redemption from the current last exile is foreshadowed in the Egyptian experience. Joseph's personal exile from his family is likened to the national history of the last 19 centuries. If the renewed love of those brothers is duplicated by their modern descendants, our redemption will come as did theirs. In the Sanchino Midrash Rabbah, volume 9, page 115, we're told that the tribe of Ephraim left Egypt 30 years early in the historical Egyptian redemption. And when they did, they went in the land of Canaan and were slain by the Philistines. The children of Ephraim were as archers handling the bow. Psalm 78 verse 9. Once 
In the days of Shoth-Alok, the son of Ephraim, as it says, the children of Ephraim were as archers handling the bow. They reckoned that the 400 years of bondage began from the time when the decree was pronounced, when God spoke with Abraham between the pieces. But it really began from when Isaac was born. What did they do? They assembled and went forth to battle, and many of them were slain. And the Chino Midrash Rabbah, Volume 3, page 253, it goes on to explain, It was the Philistines who slew them, as it says, and the sons of Ephraim, Shuthalach, whom the men of Goth that were born in the land slew. First Chronicles in chapter 7 and verse 20. In looking at the two kingdoms of Ephraim and Judah, they historically differed. Ideologically and politically. In the book A Matter of Return by Raphael Eisenberg on page 129 he writes, The ten tribes consisting of Reuben, Simeon, Dan, Naphtali, Gad, Asher, Issachar, Zebulun, Ephraim, and Manasseh seceded from the tribes of Judah and Benjamin in the days of King Rehoboam, the son of King Solomon. Jeroboam, son of Nevat, reigned over the ten tribes known as the Kingdom of Israel, or a while Rehoboam remained as the ruler of the kingdom of Judah. The two groups differed not only politically, but ideologically as well. The kingdom of Judah adhered to God and his commandments, at least in an external way, while the kingdom of Israel, also called Ephraim, after the leading tribe of the secessionists, turned to idolatry and assimilation among the neighboring countries. About 721 before the Common Era, the ten tribes were exiled by by the king of Assyria, who carried Israel away unto Asher and placed them in Halah and Havor by the river of Gazan and in the cities of the Mode. In the Sanchino Midrash Rabbah, volume 7, page 7, we are told how there is a disagreement regarding the order of the exile of the ten tribes. In what order were they exiled? Rabbi Eliezer said the tribes of Reuben and Gad went into exile exile first. Rabbi Samuel son of Naaman said the tribes of Zebulun and Naphtali went into exile first. The ten tribes were exiled in three different stages. From the Torah Anthology of the Twelve Prophets, Volume 2, page 117, it says, there were three exiles of the Northern Kingdom that came about from the Assyrian Empire. One exile is mentioned in 1 Chronicles chapter 5, verse 12. 26, where it says the exile of the tribes of Reuben and Gad and half the tribe of Manasseh from the other side of the Jordan River. Another exile is mentioned in 2 Kings chapter 15 verse 29, where we read about the exile of the tribes of Zebulun and Naphtali. Thus it says that Sennacherib captured various cities in Galilee and all the land of Naphtali and he exiled its people to Assyria. The ultimate Disbursement and the taking of the Assyrians is mentioned in 2 Kings chapter 17 where it says the destruction of Samaria and its sister cities were all exiled and taken to Assyria. We have a chronology of these three stages in which the ten tribes were taken captive by the Assyrians. It's listed in the Art Scroll of the Twelve Prophets, volume 1, page 6. 
where it reads, The smaller kingdom of Judah comprised primarily of the tribes of Benjamin and Judah, and the kingdom of Israel in the north comprised of the remaining ten tribes. The kingdom of Israel, or the northern kingdom, was eventually destroyed by Assyria. Its populace was exiled and lost among the nations of biblical times. And in the Talmud in Sanhedrin 110b, it says that the ten tribes will eventually return and be reunited with Judah. In this chronology of the events, it lists that the first stage of exile of the kingdom of Israel is from 2 Kings chapter 15 and verse 29, the taking of those of the Galilee area in the land of Naphtali. The second taking that's mentioned is the tribes of Reuben and Gad and the half-tribe of Manasseh on the other side of the Jordan River from 1 Chronicles chapter 5 and verse 26. And then the final taking, which is mentioned in 2 Kings in chapter 17. In 2 Kings chapter 15 verse 29, we have the recording of the first exile of the ten tribes by the Assyrians, as it is written, In the days of Pekah, king of Israel, came Tiglat-Pileser, king of Assyria, and he took Ehon, and Abba Beit Maha, and Janoa, and Kadesh, and Hazor, and Gilead, and Galilee, all the land of Naphtali, and carried them away captive to Assyria. The second exile of the ten tribes by the Assyrians is mentioned in First Chronicles chapter 5, verse 26. And the God of Israel stirred up the spirit of Pul, king of Assyria, and the spirit of Tiglat-Pileser, king of Assyria, and he carried them away, even the Reubenites and the Gadites and the half-tribe of Manasseh, and brought them unto Halah and Habor and Harah, and to the river Gazon unto this day. And then we have the ultimate taking of the ten tribes by the Assyrians, the final taking that is found in 2 Kings in chapter 17. In verses 1, 3, and 5 it is written, In the twelfth year of Ahaz, king of Judah, began Hoshea, the son of Elah, to reign in Samaria over Israel nine years. Against him came up Shalmaneser, king of Assyria, and Hoshea became his servant and gave him presents. Then the king of Assyria came up throughout all the land and went up to Samaria and besieged it three years. Continuing on in 2 Kings chapter 17, verse 6 and verse 23, it describes the taking of the ten tribes by the Assyrians. In the ninth year of Hoshea, the king of Assyria, took Samaria and carried Israel away unto Assyria and placed them in Halah and Habor by the river of Gazan and in the cities of the Medes, until the Lord removed Israel out of his sight, as he had said by all his servants the prophets. So was Israel carried away out of their own land to Assyria, Unto this day. The primary reason for the exile of the twelve tribes is because they refused to follow the Torah of the God of Israel. We are told this in 2 Kings chapter 17, verses 7 and 8. For so it was that the children of Israel had sinned against the Lord their God, which had brought them up out of the land of Egypt from under the hand of Pharaoh, king of Egypt, and had feared other gods, and walked in the statutes of the heathen whom the Lord cast out from before the children of Israel, and 
hand of the kings of Israel, which they had made. When the Assyrians took the ten tribes captive, they took the people from the Assyrian Empire and brought them down into the land of Israel in the area of Samaria. And then they took those from the ten tribes and took them to the areas of the Assyrian Empire. In other words, they mixed them. And the reason why they did this is so that in ensuing generations that the children who would be born would not ultimately rise up against their takers or the Assyrians, given that the children would be part Assyrian and part from the ten tribes. So we're told about this in Second Kings chapter 17, verse 24. And the king of Assyria brought men from Babylon and from Kutha and from Ava and from Hamath and from Zephar-Varim and placed them in the cities of Samaria instead of the children of Israel. And they possessed Samaria and they dwelt in the cities thereof. Ultimately, in the intermarriage of these Assyrian people with those of the ten tribes who lived in the land of Israel, they were called Samaritans. In the Messianic Idea in Israel by Joseph Klausner on page 186, he says, The Samaritans were descended from the Ephraimites who had intermingled more or less with the Assyrian colonists. And the Brit Hadashah or the New Testament makes mention of the Samaritans. These are descendants of the ten tribes. The southern kingdom was taken captive by the Babylonians. Second Kings chapter 24 verse 10 and verse 15 it is written, At that time the servants of Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, came up against Jerusalem, and the city was besieged. And he carried away Jehoiakim to Babylon, and the king's mother, and the king's wives, and his officers, and the mighty of the land, those carried he into captivity from Jerusalem to Babylon. Let's summarize what we've learned so far. Joseph's unification with his brothers foreshadows the unification of the ten tribes, or Ephraim, and Judah in the end of days. The tribe of Ephraim left Egypt 30 years early and were killed by the Philistines in the land of Canaan. The ten tribes or Ephraim were taken in captivity by the Assyrians in three stages. The Assyrians who settled some of their people where the ten tribes lived and in their intermarriage they were called Samaritans and the ten tribes or Ephraim and Judah differed religiously and politically. We're told in Isaiah chapter 9 verses 1 and 2 that the northern kingdom who walked in darkness will see a great light. Nevertheless, the dimness shall not be such as was in her vexation, when at the first he lightly afflicted the land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali. This is talking about the siege by the Assyrians that we mention in 2 Kings chapter 15 verse 29. And afterward did he more grievously afflict her by the way of the sea beyond Jordan and Galilee of the nations. The people that walked in darkness, meaning that they didn't follow Torah, the northern kingdom, have seen a great light. That is the Messiah. They that dwell in the land of the shadow of death, that's exile, upon them the light has shined. 
that is redemption and the redemptive work of the Messiah. It is for the purpose of restoring the 12 tribes of Israel and to bring the northern kingdom into the restoration with Judah is the reason why the ministry of Yeshua is based in the Galilee area is because this is where the northern kingdom was initially taken. And so in order to bring about restoration, you got to go repair the place where the breach happened. And so because the siege happened in the Galilee area, Yeshua's ministry is going to be in the Galilee to proclaim his role and mission to bring back the northern kingdom and ultimately reunite them with Judah. Matthew chapter 4 verse 12. Now when Yeshua had heard that John was cast into prison, he departed into Galilee. One of the places where Yeshua ministered in the Galilee is the town of Capernaum. Matthew chapter 4 verse 13 it says, And leaving Nazareth, he came and dwelt in Capernaum, which is upon the seacoast in the borders of Zebulun and Naphtali. Capernaum is the Strong's number 2584 in the Greek dictionary. And the meaning of Capernaum is the village of comfort. Comfort is associated with the ingathering of the exiles. And we can see this in the prophet. And we are going to look now where comfort is associated with the God of Israel in gathering the exiles from Isaiah in chapter 40. We're going to read verses 1 and 2 and verses 10 and 11 as it is written. Comfort ye, comfort ye my people, says your God. Speak ye comfortably to Jerusalem and cry unto her that her warfare is accomplished, that her iniquity is pardoned, for she has received of the Lord's hand double for all her sins. Behold, the Lord God will come with a strong hand and his arm shall rule for him. A strong hand, what's that an allusion to? The redemption, because that's how he brought his people out of Egypt. Behold, his reward is with him and his work before him. What's his work? To gather the exiles of Israel. He will feed his flock like a shepherd. He shall gather the lambs with his arm and carry them in his bosom and shall gently lead those that are with young. We can see how comfort is associated with the ingathering of the exiles from Jeremiah chapter 31 verse 10 verse 13 verses 16 and 17 as it is written hear the word of the Lord O ye nations and declare it in the isles afar off and say he that scattered Israel will gather him and keep him as a shepherd does his flock then shall the virgin rejoice in the dance both young men and old men together for I will turn their mourning into joy and I will comfort them and make them rejoice from their sorrow. Thus says the Lord, refrain your voice from weeping and your eyes from tears for your work shall be rewarded says the Lord and they shall come again from the land of the enemy. And there is hope in your end says the Lord that your children will come again to their own border. The ministry of Yeshua is to gather the exiles of Israel and he had particular emphasis on gathering 
gathering the ten tribes. Matthew chapter 4 verses 14 through 16 it is written that it might be fulfilled which is spoken by Isaiah the prophet from Isaiah in chapter 9 verses 1 and 2. The land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali by the way of the sea beyond Jordan Galilee of the Gentiles or Galilee of the northern kingdom. The people that is the ten tribes which sat in darkness or didn't follow Torah saw a great light that is the Messiah and to them which sat in the region the shadow of death that is the exile by the Assyrians light is sprung up that is the redemption that comes through Yeshua the Messiah Matthew chapter 4 verses 18 and 19 it is written and Yeshua walking by the sea of Galilee saw two brethren Simon called Peter and Andrew his brother casting a net into the sea for they were fishers and he said unto them, Follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. We are told in the prophet, in Jeremiah chapter 16, verses 14 and 15. Well, that's going to conclude part one of the series on the subject, What the Rabbis Teach About the Ten Tribes. Shalom in Yeshua the Messiah. Amen. Thank you, Eddie. This is Stephen Morgan, and all of us here at Hebraic Heritage Ministries pray that you have enjoyed today's teaching. If you've been blessed, will you help us to share this message with others? Hebraic Heritage Ministries is supported by your generous financial gifts. In order to help you in your studies and to help us share this message with others, we are offering today the DVD, Yeshua the Lawgiver, for free for a love gift of any amount to the ministry. Hebraic Heritage Ministries also offers a monthly discipleship program. If you are interested in starting a fellowship group in your area, let us know. We would like to help you. Please contact us for more details. Our website is hebroots.org. That's H-E-B-R-O-O-T-S dot O-R-G. We would like to hear from you. Please send us an email. Finally, in order to take advantage of today's free offer, please mention this product offer and... Please mail your love gift to Hebraic Heritage Ministries, P.O. Box 81, Strasburg, that's S-T-R-A-S-B-U-R-G, Ohio, 44680. Until next time, may Yeshua richly bless you.